a lot of times where the, the challenge or the practice, the opportunity for us to express our faith comes in, for many people, it's sometimes in health or in loving somebody who is being difficult to love, or finances, or even academics. For me, in any area of your life. Hallelujah. It's funny, you know the reason why a lot of people pain doesn't work? I don't know how I'm dwelling on this one, but I, I still think there is because they don't learn to exercise faith in what God tells them. So when they now tell God something, they are also not able to exercise faith to see it. You see, people that have learned to respond in faith to what God tells them, when it's time for them to say something or request from God, because they've already been trained or, or trained in faith, it's easy for them to receive. Easy. I have several testimonies like that. How that God instructed me to do certain things, and then I obeyed and did it. And when it was time for me to receive something, I, 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 some of them, I will not even pray about it. I will just in my heart to do it. Then the Lord will, will reply me on what I should do concerning that thing. And exactly it is that. Exactly. Because I have already been trained in learning to respond to Him in faith. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Abraham learned how to respond to God in faith concerning obedience and giving a son. Such a man, it is very easy for him if he has to prosper financially. And the truth is, he prospered financially. It started from the faith in being able to obey. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let that become how you build your faith. Welcome, precious one. The message you're about to listen to will bless and enlighten you, and we're delighted about this. Ministering is Reverend Elijah, Pastor of Christ Glory Ministries. Stay tuned and God bless you. Now, people who feel like nobody, they're not beautiful, people don't like them, it's because they don't like themselves, they're not confident about themselves yet. Mm. When you start learning to be confident about yourself, you will attract that same response from other people. I hear what I'm saying. One of the things that also makes something beautiful is love. Mm. Love. That's why a woman who is loved, her beauty can become ten times over. The key is you don't have to wait for somebody to love you. You have to start loving yourself. I'm stating this as illustrations to buttress and to paint the idea and short. Amen? Amen. So that everything that we, we find ourselves in and we possess as a ministry, we can be proud of, we can celebrate. Praise God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you here with me? Yes, sir. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Wow. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I, I feel like I even feel like I wish there was an outreach this way. We just <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. But let's hear the word. Praise God. Last week we learned a lot of things, praise the Lord, and we began to understand that there were two primary ways that words affect us. Hallelujah. What did we say the first way is? Hearing. The first or the primary way words affect us is hearing. Are you with me? And we said that what we hear or what we listen to is in three main dimensions or three main categories. First one is the things we or the hearing of our spirits. 
the hearing of a born again spirit, then the hearing in the realm of the soul, then the hearing in the physical or the body through the outer ear. Hallelujah. Praise God. And we said that in the realm of your spirit or the dimension of your spirit, God speaks to your spirit. In the dimension of your soul, angels, Satan, also speaks in that place. Are you following? Yes, sir. And it shouldn't be something that's a mystery or something that's so strange. Why should Satan speak to me? He spoke to Jesus. Why not you? He spoke to Jesus. Why not you? Praise God. Yes. So you should know that he will attempt to speak to you. How you be able to decipher and also reject or discern will lie greatly in the quality of the word of God that you know. Because when Satan spoke to Jesus, he replied with the word. Are you following me? He replied with the word. He must have had that word in him to be able to reply with it. Are you listening to me? It's the same reason why certain Christians have made certain decisions that was not God, was the devil, but it sounded nice. There are certain people who are fasting and they, the way they are fasting, they don't eat stay for, for, for long periods. They are not praying while fasting. They are just fasting, no prayer, nothing. Starvation. And God didn't ask them to do it. The devil told them to do it. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm not saying don't fast. I fast. Nobody should tell me when you see me that I, I fast. <laughs> now I'm much better. Praise God. Yeah. yeah. But you see, because they weren't, they didn't have the quality of God enough in them, they weren't able to identify where it was coming from. So it was something that looked like it was good, but eventually it has produced something damaging. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah. And you have people today that are frequent, they will be like, God told me to do this, God told me to do this, God told me to do that. Meanwhile, when you look at it carefully, God won't tell you to do this. And there are certain people that verbatim as a prophet, or as as a spiritual person, you can discern that this is not God who spoke to the person. That is the person's own mind, or the devil is trying to play, play games on the person. And don't think that the devil speaks only through, you know, words as, as it was like this. Sometimes it can even be a dream. That's why even dreams have to be discerned. There are dreams that come from your soul, and there are dreams that come from your spirit. And the direct messages from God, God sends them to your spirit. The dreams of the soul can be manipulated. Those are the dreams that Solomon said in Ephesians says that a dream comes about through much busyness of the day. Those are the kind of dreams you dreamt and then the pizza, you fell in pizza. And then you ate all the pizza at the same time. Then before you knew it, you were riding on a cockroach. And then the cockroach... <laughs> <laughs> weird kind of dream it's coming from the soul and sometimes this is what happens there are revelatory dreams that come to a person's spirit but then the soul begins to interfere see so that's a powerful dream <laughs> powerful dream marvelous revelation maybe they saw a bright light they were you know encountering an angel or maybe I'm um, seeing the future, then suddenly they saw their friends and their friends were eating food, and then the food fall on them. And then, ah! And then they go back to the. The soul is interfering. And do you know that sometimes when God is speaking to you, your mind or your soul may try to interfere? When we go on that series, we'll learn it. Hallelujah. Yeah. Are you following? Yeah. So, certain dreams may not even be, may not even be God showing those dreams. 
Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. So the realm of the soul, angels speak there. Satan also tries to speak there. Then the dimension of your body or the outer ear. Things that we hear with this ear. And sometimes men being used as channels for, of either God or the devil. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. The things that we hear that go into our spirits are those words that have the power to strengthen us mightily. And God's word is the word that is able to pierce and penetrate to your spirit, to build your spirit, to develop your spirit, to strengthen your spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And those words that revolve in the realm of the mind, realm of the soul, can be God's words, can be words from angels, words from demons, words from things you read or things about things in your thoughts. And then those words that you hear physically can come from parents, can come from friends, and so on and so forth. Now, after that, I mentioned that there are three categories that all the things we hear go into. I would mean yes, sir. three categories. Everything that you hear goes into one of these three compartments or categories. The first category is the category of the undecided. Undecided. Praise God. Hallelujah. That which is undecided. The second category is the category of the disapproved. And the third category is in the category of that which is, which is approved. Matthew 13. Let's look at the first one. Are you there? Yes, sir. Are you there? Sir. Right, Matthew 13, verse 15. It says, For this people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted and should heal them. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, the first category is the category of the undecided. Right? Yes, sir. It is that um, realm where you are hearing things all right, but then it's like you're in a state of apathy. Apathy simply means indifference. Praise God. Yeah. Or you don't understand what's going on. So you listen to whatever is being said. Maybe it's coming from the radio or it's coming from somebody who is, you know, talking to you. It could even be from a lecturer in class. He's talking about your day. You're just watching because the whole show, you don't get whatever is going on. You're just watching and listening. And he's mentioning things going on, on but you're just there. And because you're in class and he is watching you, you have to project a serious face. Like, that's, that's following. So, but you're not following anything. Now, when such words or conversation come to you, they go into a portion of the mind which is apathetic, you are indifferent to it. You neither approve it nor accept it. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. This can come also from other people. Maybe you, your husband is talking to you. You feel like he likes talking too much. So he's talking, talking, he gets to a point. In the beginning, you were following. Got to a point. Mm, oh, mm, sir. Mm, oh. Get to a point, you're not even... Whether what he's saying is true or not, you don't even know. You can't, you don't even believe you are just listening. 
the words are coming to you all right but they are moving into a place where there is no approval or disapproval are you following this now one of the things that produces this is also when there is a lack of understanding okay yes sir it is what is called being in the bible being dull of hearing let's read the scripture again matthew 13. it says for these people's hearts is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing their ears are dull of hearing when a person is hearing something but doesn't understand it they can neither approve it nor disapprove it truly speaking when a person keeps hearing something or is hearing something and they don't understand it they can't approve of it or disapprove of it that state jesus christ said it is a state of dullness deadness so they are hearing but they can't perceive look what jesus said he said for this let, let me read from verse um 13 so you can get a, a better picture i follow it he says therefore speak I to them in parables because they see see not and hearing they hear not neither do they understand and who was speaking god yet they were seen looking not seen hearing not understanding verse 14 he says and in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, by hearing you shall hear and shall not understand and seeing you shall see and shall not perceive for this people's hearts is once gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. Because their miracle lies in their ability to not just hear, but to hear with understanding, which will produce the miracle that they're looking for. But because they can't even understand in the first place nothing changes i get what i'm saying now what happens to things that are received and heard and they go into a place that are undecided apathetic that there's no understanding to it there's something that happens to those things eventually they get stolen they can be good things they can be negative things eventually they get stolen Let's follow, let's follow the scripture. Verse 16, Jesus says, But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear and have not heard them. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. This was what led Jesus to talking about the parable of the sower, which is, most Bible um, scholars believe, is the mother of all parables. And it's true. If you don't get the parable of the sower, several parables in the kingdom, you may not have the keys to interpret them or to understand them. Now look at verse 19. It says, and interestingly, the first thing he addresses is this condition. It says in verse 19, When anyone heareth the word of, of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which is sown in his heart. This is he that sowed receives it by the wayside. Are you getting this? Yes, sir. He had spoken about the problem of Soa a few verses earlier, and then in the interpretation, he explained that this is what is the condition of the person who receives the word and doesn't understand it. The devil comes and that's what takes it away. One major reason why Jesus Christ spoke in parables a lot is because the people didn't understand. 
It takes the Holy Spirit to take you into understanding and comprehension of the mysteries of God and the people like that. So he kept on using parables and illustrations. He couldn't speak to them plainly because they wouldn't get it. You see, when you come to church and the Holy Ghost ministers to you, and you are catching revelation, you are catching insight, you are catching understanding. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Once you are in the church day, you see, it may look so normal to you, but truth is, another a natural man will not get what is going on unless the Holy Spirit is merciful to the person to begin to open the understanding. So don't take it for granted. When you're in service, you are hearing, and then light is coming to you, insight is coming to you. That's the Holy Spirit ministering to you through the words that are being brought forth. Praise God. So this category, when the word is coming, the people that were listening to Jesus Christ, most of them, they would hear and then, mm, then they would wait for a miracle session. Hey, ooh, ah, my hand, ah, stretch, ah, and they go back. How do we know? Because when the time came for them to crucify him, a lot of them said, crucify him. Do you think if they understood who he was, they would have made them crucify him? No. All the time, they, did, they still did not perceive who he was. They were hearing him, but they were not understanding. They were seeing him, but they could not see who he was. And the words we hear, this is the first component that some of those words go into. When there is a lack of understanding, what is the result? The devil comes for those words. It's interesting. The devil doesn't come to steal anything in your life. He comes for the word. And surprisingly, that's the part that a lot of Christians feel like, oh, they can easily give it up. Because it looks like there's no power in it or it is too simple. So they rather, they want the, let us pray. Right? Yes, sir. And deal with our enemies. Praise God. Yeah. And then when, when, when it's time for that session, ah, sweating, and we'll carry bazooka and all kinds of guns. But you see, the devil won't be too troubled if you are praying and the word of God is absent. Because you can easily pray amiss. And the thing about praying amiss is that you can pray for a long time. And if you are praying amiss, there will be no answer to it. So you spend time there, but there will be no answers. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That compartment is there. Now the second category that the words we hear go into is the disapproved category. John 5. You know, when you study the Gospels carefully, you realize that there were three major or three different kinds of people that Jesus Christ interacted with. And they fall into these three categories. Those who were dull of hearing, those who didn't believe, and those who believed. In every congregation, there are these three conditions. And God always seeks for the first and the second to be converted into the third. The second condition or category, sorry. The place of disapproval or unbelief. John 5. Are you there? Yes, you see, that this is the reason why when you hear the word, okay, whether it is in church or you read you are reading a book, or you're reading the Bible and you didn't understand it, don't leave it. Maybe if at that time you were studying that portion, you didn't get it. Come back again. Because you must understand it. If you don't understand it, if you don't perceive it, it will become useless. Before long, the devil will steal it. And how does he steal it? By replacing it with something else. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. That is why you see, for example, the word may be coming to you right now, but certain revelations are not done on your spirit yet. Because maybe you are distracted either by something that's going on in the home or some fears or your own personal uh, or whatever it is. Praise God. Maybe for somebody, the AC is making them doze on that particular day. Or for, you know, somebody took bank before coming this morning. Yay. Yes, which is very... <laughs> I know that. You don't know. People can do it all. Wake up, you know. Six, the, the tummy is worrying them, open the fridge, what is there? Ah. So they load, they load themselves and then by the time they sit down, yeah, it's working. <laughs> oh, I'm loaded. And you know, <laughs> and you know, scientifically, when you eat, okay, one of the reasons why you sometimes feel sleepy after eating, especially heavily, is because when you eat, digestion needs to take place. A lot of blood is redirected from the brain and other parts to this area. So it can cause drowsiness or dizziness, which influence you to want to see. With the greatest sign saying yeah. <laughs> it's true. I follow it. Yes, that can easily influence you to want to see. Do you, do you not see why after that bangkun, that three bangkun, you just wanted to just go in, ah, you, 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 see, you see yourself now. Praise God. So a lot of times, when I come into church, if you must eat, just take something. Let him in. You won't die. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, because those things may be going on, a person may be distracted. So, God is going to talk to the person, but the person is not getting it because the person is distracted. Thinking about something else. Remembering some things that he or she did. Or, the person's body is misbehaving. Now, in those situations, if you leave the message that you got that came that day, just like that, you miss out on something. Yes, sir. I follow you. Yes, sir. You miss out on something. Yes, sir. And never underestimate the power of God's word. Beloved, a lot of the great miracles and testimonies we are waiting for, God has packaged them in the sermons and the messages He brings to us. John 5 verse 38. We are looking at the second category. It's very important because, like I told you, unless, when a person doesn't comprehend something, they cannot truly approve or disapprove it. John 5, verse 38. Now, let's start from, yeah, verse 38. Let's start from verse 6, 36. It says, But I have greater witness than that of John, for the works which the Father had given me to finish, the same works that I do, bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. And the Father himself which had sent me had borne witness of me, you have neither seen his voice at any time nor seen his, nor seen his sheep, verse 38. And ye have not his word abiding in you, for whom he had sent ye believe him not. Are you seeing this? He says, whom he has sent you do what? You believe him not. You believe him not. Hebrews chapter 4. Before Hebrews 4, let's go to John 20. I want to show you something there as well. John 20. Let's read from verse 24. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It says, But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. Verse 25. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, 
and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now, when the disciples said, we have seen the Lord, Thomas understood what that meant. Are you getting me? Because he understood that if they have seen him, and obviously this was a summary of what they actually told him. They told him that he's risen, he has come, we've seen him, we touched him. Then he now said to them, unless I see and put my hands here, I will not believe. He understood that for them to see him, it means he would have resurrected. Are you getting me? Now that he possessed understanding, he was in the place where he could disapprove of something or approve of it. Do you get me? And in this condition, he said he was not going to believe. So he has understood all right, but he has put it in a compartment where he won't won't believe. And do you know, there are some of God's children who are like that. They might even hear a message. But they feel like, oh, no, 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 I have said the Bible, that is not true, God can't do that for me. So deep down in their hearts, they have rejected a lot of blessings and a lot of truth that God has brought to them. And if you reject it, it can't set you free. That's what the Bible says to hear the word with meekness. There are people that they may be in a meeting and they are listening, but in their hearts they are like, oh, I didn't know Yeah, and in their mind, they are watching you but they are rejecting the truth and they can't be saved, they can't be blessed. So you may think they are here, no, but why are things not changing their life? Because they have rejected the truth. Now, in Thomas's case, he said, I won't believe until I see. Let's read. 28. And after eight days, again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace be unto you. 27. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. See? God rebuked me and said, Don't be unbelieving, don't be faithless. Believe. And look how Thomas said. And Thomas answered and said, My Lord and my God, God said, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet believe. Blessed are those who have not yet seen and yet what? Believe. When Thomas was now trying to, oh my Lord, oh my God. God said, oh, still it. He said, blessed are those who have not yet seen but have believed. And do you know that this applies in God's system? In God's kingdom, God always wants you to function by faith. It's the reason why Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So Jesus was not pleased by what Thomas did. He wasn't pleased. That's why he told him, Blessed are, because he doesn't want to say, Cares are those, so he just says, Blessed are those. You get what I mean? Yes, sir. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You are thinking, No, you are going to be logical, and you are your emotions, you are not feeling this way. God is watching. He loves you, but he's not pleased. Every and anything God will ask you to do will require faith if it's going to please him. When God tells you to start that ministry, and God tells you to start that cell, God tells you to give that amount of money, anything God says do, faith will be required. When the faith involved in it is given, he is pleased. That is why people that feel like, oh, I can't give the money because what will I eat? What are you even saying in the first place? Do you see why many people, they never grow in their faith and they never experience certain manifestations of God in their lives? Because they never walk in faith. Yet the Bible says they just shall live by faith. 
It's a very reason why some of the book don't, don't, don't pay tight or don't give tight. Because it's not compulsory. But it's one of the major reasons why many people don't give it. The money is too small. No. But you're the same person who will sing and say, Jehovah, Jai, my provider. You don't believe what you are saying. I'm telling you. You don't believe what you are saying. It's like the man who brought his son for Jesus to heal him. The master, I brought down my son to the servants, to your disciples, and they couldn't heal him. Please, if you can do anything, have mercy on us and heal him. Then Jesus put the problem, the responsibility back on him. That's what many people like to do. If you can do anything, have mercy. Jesus said, no. If you can believe, all things are possible to believe. God took the responsibility that the man wanted to throw on him and put it back on him. That's how many people are. We like to put responsibility on God. Because there's a balance. You see, God meets you, you also have to meet God. As far as God's responsibility is concerned for the salvation of mankind, Christ has died. The full penalty with disgrace and shame, bloodshed, to make atonement and to save from all sickness, poverty, disease, he has done everything. But if a man will not accept, believe what Christ has done, all of it will be useless to that man. I will end up in perdition. I see what I'm saying. Yes, sir. The man that brought his son to Jesus, that if you can have, if you you can do anything, have mercy on us and heal him. Jesus said, No, it's not about if I can do anything. Don't put responsibility on me. I can truly do anything. It's not about me now in this matter. It's about you. Can you believe? Then the man now said, Help my own belief. Oh. Several, so many things we, 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 we like to say, cliche, we say, Oh, but our actions and our response is completely opposite. That's not faith. That's not faith. That's not faith. You can't, you can't see the mighty works of God like that. I listen to me. If you are here this morning, maybe some of you need to repent. Glory to God. Maybe there's probably your, a mother or maybe a relative in the house who started complaining about feeling sick. And right there, the first thing that came to mind is to pray for the person. But later as you got on the person, you guys began to talk and stuff, and then she just mentioned that, oh, as I'm coming, and I went to a doctor, they recommended this and that. You'll be like, mm. You see, a lot of times, we quench faith by trying to resort to the, the modus operandi that is physical or logical. But let me tell you something before we close. Study your Bible very carefully, okay? Study your Bible very carefully. Every great miracle, every great act of God, every all of the marvelous wonders of God, they were all faith acts. Without faith, he did nothing. And on all of those situations, many of them were absolutely very illogical. The widow with the little food left for her and her son to eat. Then Elijah, Elijah comes and says, give that to me first. It will take faith to do that. I'm telling you. You've not met some, some woman somewhere. Who do you think you are? All these false words of today. <laughs> Go on. And they'll quote scriptures. Didn't the Bible say to feed the poor and, 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 and needy? 
you are asking me to give you of what she has I can't lie to you. Our work is a work of faith. Until we begin to work that way, we will not experience the greatness and the glories of this life. I'm telling you. There are people that used to... I remember there was one time I... Okay, let me share this. I'll share this one. Uh, maybe next week because of the, the, the time left. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. He says, Blessed are those who have not yet seen and have believed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Tell somebody said you walk by faith. Again, tell the person walk by faith. For the last time, tell the person walk by faith. When you're walking by faith, you respond to what God says you should do. What will you go out of so many maybe this week? That's where you A lot of times, where the, the challenge or the practice, the opportunity for us to accept, especially our faith comes in, for many people, it's sometimes in health or in loving somebody who is being difficult to love, or finances, or sometimes even academics. It can be in any area of your life. Hallelujah. Praise it's funny, do you know the reason why a lot of people's faith doesn't work? I don't know how I'm dwelling on this, but I, I feel maybe the Lord is causing to do Because they don't learn to exercise faith in what God tells them. So when they now tell God something, they are also not able to exercise faith to receive it. Yeah. You see, people that have learned to respond in faith to what God tells them, when it's time for them to say something or request them from God, because they've already been trained of, or trained themselves in faith, it's easy for them to receive. Easy. I have several testimonies like that. How that God instructed me to do certain things and then I obeyed and did it. And when it was time for me to receive something, I, 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 some of them, I will not even pray about it. I'll just set my heart to do it. Then the Lord will, re- will reply me on what I should do concerning that thing. And exactly it is done. Exactly. Because I've already been trained in learning to respond to him in faith. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Abraham learned how to respond to God in faith concerning obedience and giving his son. Such a man, it is very easy for him if he has to prosper financially. And truth is, he prospered financially. It started from the faith in being able to obey. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let that become how you build your faith. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. The second category is the category of disapproval or unbelief. Amen. Amen. And on Wednesday, I'll continue with this. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Then your right hand told him, say, I choose to walk in faith. I choose to walk in faith. Pleasing God. As I walk in faith, the scripture declares without faith, it's impossible to please God. I walk in faith consistently and at all times, placing my confidence in God through His Word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know that's what faith is. One definition of faith is placing your confidence in God through his word such that it causes you to act. I've defined faith for you as, as endorsing the integrity of God's word, right? Yes, sir. Now take this definition also. Faith is placing your confidence 
in God's word such that it causes you or in such a way that causes you to act in correspondence to your confidence. You can listen to more inspiring, uplifting and spirit-filled sermons and teachings from our man of God, Reverend Elijah, on Podbean, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and every other podcast platform at Christ Glory Ministries. God bless you.